Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. I'm your host, Ben James. I hope you've had a very good Christmas and a happy new year. I'm joined as ever by Stefan Thomas. Steph, how are you doing? Yeah, good, good thanks. Uh, Trent is right about at the moment, obviously. So uh... it, is a, it is a busy time in Welsh rugby, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not in our usual sort of uh, remote recording space. We're in the, uh, the barn here at the Vale. It's, uh, it's, quite, it's quite chilly in here, but... Um, it's not too bad. It's, it's a new year, which means the Six Nations is on the horizon. Not just the seniors, but the under-20s and the women's uh, ahead. And we're joined, delighted to be joined today by under-20s coach Richard Whiffen. Richard, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, happy New Year to you guys. It's great to, to be here. So um, it's been a quick start. You know, we were in last week, so got my first look at the boys um, over the last couple of weeks. And um, yeah, looking forward to building our preparation for, for the Six Nations. I mean, just how how has it been settling back into into Welsh rugby? I mean, it's probably changed a little bit since you. Yeah, <laughs> you so you know, obviously, I went over to to New Zealand and experienced uh, experienced Super Rugby, and um, and yeah, even in what what was it? Just just a year that I've been away. Obviously, a lot's happened um, with the landscape. Um, you know, around the, the the finances and regional, and but the, probably from from my end now coming back into the pathway, um, you only have to look at the players uh, that that are going to play for us in the Six Nations that are playing regularly for for their regions and getting um, top quality rugby uh, week in week out. It's uh, it's only going to be a benefit for for the pathway, and I, I think in 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 the years to come will be benefit for the national team. And I guess what makes it more interesting this time is obviously we had the announcement before Christmas that you were taking the job and, and Rob Howley's coming back into the senior setup with a sort of role that's going to work with the 20s. What's, what's the early sort of stages yeah, of that? So, like? um, oh, it's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed working with Rob so far, getting getting to know him, building our relationship together. In terms of how how it's worked so far, you know, he's been he's been in during during our days, um, and just as a real good advice and sounding board. And he's down on the grass. He's uh, he's happy to pass balls, give advice to the players, um, and and then in terms of, I suppose what he's looking at he's obviously keeping an eye on the 20s so that those boys that almost poke their nose through uh, at the end of at the end of their sort of 20s period and in that 20 to 24 bracket um how we as a union can keep eyes on those players um and their development whilst they're still you know learning to be a professional and you know haven't necessarily quite made that that step up into senior rugby uh, senior international rugby because we all know you know 20s to to senior international is a big jump there's some players that make it um very quickly but for most it takes a couple of years so rob's role outside of obviously his his work with with the national team will be around keeping an eye on those on those players um working with you know, myself and the other guys in the pathway to make sure that we've got um that the caliber of player coming through and that that they're still getting challenged and developed um once they're not necessarily uh in in the badge do you, do you think that year in super rugby has really developed you as a coach as well um obviously i think you said in the press conference you know working with aaron smith for example top two scrum halves in the world i mean it must have been really beneficial yeah it was outstanding and um, obviously they they see the game um very positively down there as well um there's and for myself you know from an, a, an attack point of view um there's a there's a want to move the ball and and a desire to see where the space is um and and as well you know they they grow up the ball in their hands you know we we grow up the ball at our feet so the skill sets are slightly different there and um, but i suppose the biggest difference for me and the challenge for me as a coach was uh, and just i think it's just the way that um inherently they the the kiwis are, uh, are brought up around their rugby is the players have a massive um 
buy-in and, and ownership and want to um want 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 to know and be part of the the plan um and, and like i say you talk about about aaron he was an, an outstanding individual to work with but again someone that really challenged me you know he he wanted to know the inside and outside of everything that we were doing and why we were doing it and challenged me on on why we were doing it but once once he uh had bought in and understood and and accepted the plan i've never seen someone be able to disseminate the information to the rest of the players and 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 then really grab hold of that game plan and, and take it forward through the week so that's certainly something that that I want to uh, impress on some of the younger guys uh, in the in the setup to 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 show that you know that, that it's not just a a tell environment like the the boys have got to um, want to be part of it and 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 take the game forward because ultimately yeah, they're the, they're the internationals of the future. Yeah, and in terms of um, obviously you, have, you haven't named your squad yet, but when when you look at you know, we've had this whole situation in regional rugby, a lot of doom and gloom because of the budgets going down and whatnot. And that has merit. But you see someone like Lucas De La Rua playing out in Toulouse, basically an international team who's up against really. Um, you've got Morgan Morse, he's been playing really well. They're Ryan Woodman starting to play at, at senior level as well. Um, do you think that situation at regional level could, assuming those players are in your squad, could really help performances at 20s level do you think this season yeah you 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 you'd hope so um you know the fact that they're getting exposure to like you say um playing against uh, you know not you know to lose one of the best teams in in Europe um you know Woody and Morsi playing week in URC Harry Ackerman's now broken through at the Dragons and 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 played well the last couple of weeks so um the, the thing that we want from those guys and 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 when when we get to speak to them is that they then bring those experiences into the 20 program and and they then uh, develop as leaders in in an environment where you know they they can use the experience that they've got and and raise the level um you know they they they've become better players by by uh, what they've done in the last few weeks so that only increases the level that that we should be able to train at and play at yeah so it's something it is it's probably something of a rarity for an age grade coach to sort of have such a number of players in potential squad who were playing regular senior rugby. You think back, obviously it's before you were in the job, but last year, I think the sort of the worry was that a lot of the twenties boys weren't getting enough. They were coming in cold to camp. Whereas now, it's a it's a very different balance in the sense that they're they're, they're playing a lot of senior rugby. Yeah, and and that opens up different balances that we got to be. You know, we've we've now got to manage their their load and understand that um, you know they're some of them are going to be key players for their regions and and what's actually best for the individual is it uh is it like say a full six nations campaign or is it a, a truncated one where they're back and forth to their to their regions and and playing maybe during the fallow weeks or um you know you never know some might poke their nose through into the into the senior setup so um like I think it's important that um, the players at the centre of the decision, and and that's something that you know myself, Rob, uh, and the regions, um, regional sort of coaches and academy managers are, are are on board with that that we you know we get the best for the player because again ultimately, the, the, what we want at the end is these players to to be able to you know become senior internationals as quick as possible. How closely do you work with the regions on that? So obviously, say take Morgan Morse for example. Obviously, he's got Mark Jones coaching him who. Has worn your hat quite recently, and he was telling me the other week that you know maybe where Morgan is now in terms of development, is it best that he plays all the under twenties games, or maybe because he's breaking through into the Ospreys now, he only plays some of them. And I guess it's 
How do you come to those decisions between you, the regions, and, and the players? Yeah, well, again, some of those some of those decisions have obviously already been made before before my uh, uh, took took the job. Um, but again, it comes down to um, meeting meeting those guys, getting out into the regions, and having conversations, and and developing a plan of of what of what that players. Uh, annual sort of uh, uh, plan looks like, and yes, that gets tweaked through the year. Like I say, Morgan sort of bursts through, and 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 then you have another conversation, and it's so it's just about being transparent with with that, with in that in that scenario the Ospreys and talking to those guys, um, and understanding again what's best for the player. Is it that uh, he actually? gets challenged at 20s level and, and the challenge is right you know you, you've now got to be the best player on the field like that's also a, another challenge for him as opposed to you know where you know at, at the at the URC level he's like right you've got to be able to compete and show that you're you're at this level well if he drops back down to the 20s then it's a case of right we're challenging you to be the best player so it's about balance uh for for a player in his development so it's communication talking to them and accepting on, on what the plan is. Obviously, you've worked in um, in the English age grade systems as well. So when, when I suppose this is natural really because they obviously naturally got a lot more players than us, but when one of the, the consistent sort of, I don't want to use the word shortcoming because it's not all about size, but you'd have to say that like England, France, obviously South Africa said to got bigger players than us. How, how do you sort of, I'm not saying in every position, but on the whole, they go into and they. How how do you overcome that? Because obviously, it might be a bit more telling at age grade than it would be higher up. Yeah, well, I think you have to be technically very, very um, sound on on your your basics, and that's something that we would work on every single day. So, skill set's really important. Um, I, I think a shared model of how we want to play the game and 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 players buying into that and understanding that there's lots of different ways to to play a game and and playing to our strengths. Um, you know, again, with it being arguably our national sport, um, you know, the, the, the boys have played from a young age, so our rugby IQ is high in this in this country. So, um, again, using that to our to our strength. So, ultimately, you've you, you've got to build a game plan that suits your player profile. Um, and yep, if we are a little bit smaller, but there's there's benefits to that, and that we may be quicker, and let's like say our, our skill set and technique might be might be better, and we we utilise those aspects of our game. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back four years now, right? I asked you a question in the Scarlet's press conference about uh, young Welsh players, and you said something along the lines of they, in general, have a higher sort of rugby IQ than English players, maybe because like it's so arguably a national sport, whereas it's, it's a bit different in England is. Is that the case? Do you think uh, on the whole? I I I, I still believe that, and I, again, I, I still believe it because you know you drive you drive around there uh, and you see kids playing touch rugby, um, uh, unorganised and and just just play play rugby. Whereas, like I say, uh, probably over the bridge, it's it's more in the private schools and 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 those systems. So, um, and look, don't get me wrong. Um, at the at, at both ends of the spectrum, once you get once they everyone pokes their noses through, you know, you got to be you got to be good enough to to make it. But I I do feel that um like I say when I was working at the Scarlets, some of those younger players, like we had a real uh, we could move our game on quite quickly. There was a good understanding of of what we were trying to do and why we were trying to do it. Um and and like I say, I've even just with the two weeks uh being being here with the with the with the twenties boys. There's there's a real want to know why we want to why we're trying to do things and and the understanding's pretty good. Uh, this is kind of outside your remit, obviously, but we've seen the the news this week. Fayou Aboso, hopefully they can make him change his mind, but it looks like he's going to play for for England. I mean, with the situation at the moment, you've got a lot of Welsh um, 
young Welsh players, you can't blame them. They're getting picked up by Harpery, Clifton, etc. And going into to the, the English system. Is that, you know, is that something you've spoken about as well with, with the WAU trying to put a system in place to try and stop that or even working with, with these um, colleges and schools to try and at least keep them in with a Welsh age grade system rather than going over to England? Yeah, I think um, it's really important that we work with them. Um, like I say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father myself, so I can understand why um, parents uh, would, would you know, want the best for their, their child education-wise. Um, but we as a union, you know, we have to do everything we can to try and, try and um, stem that player drain. But in the, in the short term and, and long term, we, 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 we have to and, and we do. You know, Andy Lloyd does a great job. Um, I've got good relationships over the bridge from, from previous um, you know, works there. We, we've, we've just got to um, build relationships. And, they, and to be fair to the, to the guys over the bridge, they want the best for the player. Um, they're not necessarily trying to push them down one route or the other. They want the best for the player. And um, if if we can still keep those boys with the affinity to the badge and and put in represent in Wales as as often as possible, or it would be at camps or whatever, we, that's what we've got to um, do to to try and you know to to stop that uh, threat of of players leaving for want of a better phrase. Yeah. Because it is, a, it is obviously a very tricky situation in terms of not even just with the colleges, but just you know the current situation we're seeing now. You've seen all these Welsh boys who are coming through into the senior ranks, but the way the finances are, you don't really you know you hope that in a couple of years' time we're in a position where we're able to keep them because you know you're the Wales and twenties coach. You don't really want to be the sort of the Gallagher Premiership under twenties yeah. coach in a way, do you? No, you're right. You know, in an ideal world, they're 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 training uh, week in week out. You know this uh, over here in, in the regions and. You know, you look at that that Hartbury team that that won the the Ace Comp um, a few weeks ago. You know, that's a heavily Welsh um, laden team, um, and like I say, Hartbury do a great job in terms of their recruitment and what they can offer the players. So, kind of going back to the last last thing is we've we've got to have those relationships with those organisations to to keep those boys um, in a Welsh shirt, um, but as well, big picture wise, as a from a union, and we, we we've we've got to put things in place that that can keep the boys uh, in 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 Wales. Going back to sort of you said about, you know, the style of play and the, the player profile, when, when it comes to style of play at age grade, age grade level, how much of that is dictated by, you know, what you see as the best plan for these players and how much of it is dictated maybe by a sort of wider philosophy, maybe with the national team in 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 mind, or even just the whole union in mind. Well, I think um, previously, that it, uh, from from what I understand, there there wasn't um, maybe the the alignment as much with the senior team. Certainly now um, there is. You know, you, you only see that with obviously Rob's um, Rob's appointment. You know, what Warren was part of the. Um, the panel to appoint the the role, um, and and he's incredibly keen on on that alignment between the the, the seniors and the and the twenties. So we we have license to play in a in a way that is best for our player profile. But I want us to be aligned to to the senior team in 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 a, in as in a way that if our players good enough it's an easy step up for them to to go into the senior team so we have to have similar principles of play um, and understand what warren wants for his national team um you know around skill set so you know you, you be it around your, your high ball and and your, your or your or your kick plan um understanding that our players have to be able to execute what what uh warren's team might might do in the future and and, and 
on top of that is understanding what the game of the future looks like um, with possible law variations and things that may or may not come in. We have to almost think ahead of that and, and get players ready for that. When, when I look at the senior squad, right, if you look at the senior squad, I'm trying to think of positions where we're not as strong. So this is just my opinion. I would say tight dead prop. Outside half, there's a few players coming through, but at the moment, maybe not as much as in the past. Maybe, as we said, big physical ball carrying forwards, which obviously, you know, other countries have got more of. I mean, you know, in terms of those positions, so say tight dead prop, is, is is there anyone in the system now that you see that has that sort of potential? Yeah, we've got we've got three lads. In terms of scrummaging. That that's and that's a key yeah. area that I think again the union um will uh, in in the future like we need a almost like a pathway forwards coach as such that aligns itself to 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 the senior team and and gets out to the regions and again um improves our scrummaging technique um because we as we spoke earlier we're not necessarily going to be the biggest uh nation but if we can be technically the best nation then that that allows us to compete at the in the, in the international level so um there's things like that 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 will be set in place and um, there's a lot of good youngsters coming through um they're uh like I say that the the, th- the three guy or three or four guys that we've got in in the setup now um one being one Sam Scott being at school, um, who's a, a real talent. Um, Kian Hire is obviously a big lad. We've got we've got guys with with size, um, and like I say, they're they're technically proficient. The challenge it'll be a tough challenge against the Englands and your Frances uh, physically, just because of the size. But again, if we get our technique right, um, then there's no reason why they can't compete at this level and push on in the future. It's part sorry, it's part of your role as well. You know, you've got a lot of. Um... Uh, there's a lot of dual qualified players. Um, he's, a, he's a bit older, but people are talking about like that Cameron Harnikan, the yeah. South African and Welsh qualified. But at a younger age, are you, is that part of your job as well, trying to take players who weren't born in Wales but are Welsh qualified away from other countries and trying to get them into our system? Well, I, I don't think it's a case of getting them, taking them away from other countries. I think if there's players that are Welsh qualified, it's uh, mm-hmm. in in mine and the union's interest to. Um, Make contact with those players and and let them let them know that 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 we'd love them to be involved and um, like I say you you've, we we put ourselves out there it's up to them to make a de- make a decision but 100 percent you know if there's there's Welsh qualified players available um, for us we we will we'll be talking to them and we'll be doing our homework on them definitely. Just just what Steph was asking about sort of tight heads is maybe from the outside looking in it it always seems like there's. there's there's a lot of debate about how you best develop a scrummaging tight head. You know, like any time, you know, Wales lose a game and the scrum's a bit iffy, there's usually an emergency column from someone calling for, you know, well, props, you know, they should be scrummaging in the premiership, you know, against, you know, butchers and farmers and, and what have you. And it, 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 it never seems like there's a, maybe from the outside, a definitive answer on what the best way is to 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 develop a, uh, I a, think, a scrummaging tight head. I think, um, it, it obviously, there's... Part of it is physiological, like you know, you can't beat around being being a big, strong, strong man and being able to hold down that position. But but also you've got to get um, time under your belt. Like you you've it's you know, the dark arts of the scrum. The only way you're gonna really learn that is by being in there scrummaging. And I don't necessarily mean it has to be against you know old thirty one year old guys that have been around the block. Like you can still learn a lot from. Just you know, by scrummaging against your own age, slightly or, or or young seniors, for example. But I think it's about 
getting making sure they get good minutes um and and against you know I, I would prefer, and you look at the. I suppose you look at the the international game at the moment. Um, some of the the best scrums. You look at South Africa. They they they, they scrum very legally. They scrum very square. Um, yes, they're they're big men, but they're they're not trying to necessarily um, make the referee make a decision. Whereas I think a lot of the times there are there are teams that may be less less powered that are trying to trying to make the referee make a decision. And as you know, you have to look at the stats. Like fifty percent of the time. There's a there's an arm that goes up from 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 scrum time. So I think the the biggest thing is just getting time under their belt, getting as many scrums, live scrums as they can, and and ultimately they, they they're going to have to figure it out. And with the help of the of the coaches that that we've got, um, understand that that what what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and how they need to improve. Absolutely. Um, going back to your time in New Zealand, obviously you know. Wales has had a lot of influence from New Zealand over, over the last years, you know, countless international coaches. And it, it does feel like we, maybe in this country, we place a lot of stock on how, you know, what, what New Zealand rugby is doing. What, what, what are they like in terms of ideas from the outside? Because, I mean, logically you'd think, well, you know, for the long time they've been the standard bearer. But, you know, I, I know for a fact that there's certain things for the union have introduced, the Welsh Rugby Union have introduced sort of um, a grassroots level that, New Zealand have taken on board faster than anyone. I think it was very eye-opening in that, um, like I say, you'd almost think it was a closed shop, closed shop before, and, for, and certainly from a coaching point of view. Like I say, it certainly wasn't on my radar. It wasn't something that that I went searching for because you just, you know, you didn't really really see it. And um, you know, obviously, Mark Mark Jones was out there that before out there before me. Um, and I think there's only what there's only I think there's five. Um, five guys from the UK that have that, coached out there. So they certainly don't open their doors, but I think they've realised, you know, they were in a sticky situation for a couple of years and um, they're clever guys out there. They understand the game uh, and understand that they probably needed to to, to get some influence from from abroad and um, and you can see that the influence that, you know, a few Northern Hemisphere coaches have done, gone down there, you know, Rog, when he went to the Crusaders, they, their kick game improved immensely. And um, I think it's just an understanding that um, it's that they've got, they've got to open their doors to different influences. You, you know, you look at um, Scott Robertson, he's very open to, to uh, sharing. Um, and, you know, even, even without necessary coaches going in he'd always be speaking and, and and talking to northern hemisphere coaches around how they played the game and i think they they're, they're very uh, a nation that shares their information because they're, they're they're quite quick to to move their ideas on um there's some bright people down there but as well bright people understand that they've probably got to look elsewhere as well so it's, it's funny though in a, in a converse way things like that scott robertson and, and his nature sharing in a way is probably helping not keep the barbarians alive but certainly injecting life into it because you're getting a top quality coach like him constantly looking for those opportunities to coach the barbarians and bring in different sort of minds and, and, yeah. and people yeah 100% like I think um, you know though that it, it's 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 interesting being down there um, and uh, it is very much like Wales in terms of the goldfish bowl and the, uh, and the pressure that's in and around on in uh, and everyone, uh, you walk down the street, everyone's a rugby expert. Um, so that, that's really real, you know, interesting. And, um, but like I say, people like, like Scott um, want to 
share ideas and want to get ideas. Like they're 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 a nation that that will ask questions, that ask you what you're doing, why you're doing it. Because again, if they're willing to share, but they they want to get something as well out of it. So I think that's why their their rugby game um, constantly evolves is because they're 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 a group of or they're a rugby team that ask questions. Uh, and 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 always know that they're you know, previously always one sort sort of step ahead of of most most teams. Cause that's what I was going to ask you next. Was that sort of goldfish bowl mentality in New Zealand? Because it is very similar to Wales. Obviously, I think the barometer for crisis is probably in different places. Yeah. You know, they lose one test match and everything's out the, out the window. Yeah. I've been over there during a Lions tour, and it's it was two weeks of just constant chipping away from the locals and then the minute they lost in Wellington it was a week of silence which was quite nice but just what what was it like because I guess that the barometer for success there is so high yeah and, and, and it, the it, goldfish bowl is, is so intense exactly you know the 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 media attention on on the players and the clubs is 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 huge you know their um their rugby program on a on a Sunday night I think it's one of their most watched programs in the in the country um everyone's got an opinion um and they're not afraid to share it <laughs> um but uh, then on the flip side of that is they they're knowledgeable like the 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 Joe blogs in the street is a knowledgeable rugby fan um and so you can, you can you can get asked a question in the street but you know it's a, coming from a genuine place and you can actually have a a rugby conversation as opposed to just just maybe getting abuse but um yeah it's it's certainly um like you say uh, a challenge like you have to understand that there's a there's a whole region that uh, are rugby fans and uh, rugby aficionados almost that um have their opinion on maybe how the game should be played or 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 how results should go so you know that comes with it pressure but that's what being a professional coach and being a professional player is about being able to deal with that pressure and and accept it and and move on to it. So it was it was a good challenge. Um, and like I say, it's similar to to the, to what is you know termed the goldfish bowl up here. Really, you know, you know, in terms of developing young Welsh players, one one of the um, um, it kind of goes back to Ben's point a bit. You know, when in terms of tight days, people want them to play in the semi-professional league or even an amateur league just to to toughen up. You know, to, to use that term. I know it's not straightforward like that, but a lot, a lot of the stuff comments we see underneath our articles and stuff. Whenever we write something about a young Welsh player, it's like, oh, he doesn't play enough. You know, or, you know, you should be playing more Welsh Premiership. But then others say, well. The gap needs to be bridged. I mean, obviously that's why the elite developer competition is coming in. But where, where do, I know you've only been here five minutes, so I don't want to get too heavy. But in general, where do you stand on that? You know, and comparing like when you were with England and out in New Zealand, how how do they get player? How do they bridge that gap between top end age grade to professional and, and uh, on? I, I almost refer back to one of the, one of the questions with Ben in that it, it is about, for me, it's about getting minutes and, and time under your belt. So, um, and, and not just at any any level, like the level needs to be uh, a challenge for players, but also um, like players need to, or there's such a, with, with the generation coming through, the dearth of like wanting to watch the game. 
So, um, you know, I remember, you know, as, as I was growing up as a kid, I'd watch any single game that was on, but you, you challenge some individuals now and you're like, oh, did you watch the game on, on Friday? They're like, oh, no, you know, I haven't got that TV subscription and things. So, we, so it's, we're not, as a, as a sport, it's not necessarily the easiest to, 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 to get on board with there. So you have, to, you have to get minutes under your belt. So be it, you know, the new EDC competition that, you know, will promote younger players and, 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 and give those guys more opportunity that's the quickest way that we can develop uh, our players. You know, we, we only, you know, we speak about the guys that are playing uh, regional at the moment. That like, their game has improved by by getting minutes under their belt um, at, at an increased level, and and that's that's all what it's about is 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 getting the players playing. Um, and we, you know, we go back to the very start of the the interview or the 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 the, the chat. Sorry, um, the the financial situation I think will end up being a benefit for because there will be a group of this you know next two or three years of players will just have so much more minute and under uh, minutes under their belt so much more experience that they can lean on when they're you know pushing through to 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 those senior internationals and it's then how how can we maintain that going forward once the next crop come through if you know what I mean so um and and that's you know comes with the financials and things like that that we have to get get balance. Yeah, you you obviously you haven't named your squad yet, but in general, what are there any specific players are you really excited by? Um, um, well, you know, just a couple of weeks that we've had in, obviously outside of the guys that are playing week in week out, I like the, I really like the look at Hugh Anderson as a, a, a fullback back three. Um, Harry Wilde, who's obviously done done a really good job in the in the in the prem uh, for Cardiff, and he's come back from injury and is a real tidy player. Same with Harry, Harry Ford. Who's you know again someone who maybe didn't get um, a, as much of a look in at, at regional. He's he's gone up to RGC and is playing week in week out, and and you can see that in in his training performance. He's a confident young player who uh, has got time under his belt. Again, we talk about tight head tens another position. You need to play the game. Um, you need to be making decisions. You need to get things wrong. Understand why you got things wrong and, and improve. So you know just a handful. Harry Harry Beddles have been been uh, real good around around his leadership as well. So there's. Plenty of uh, some some great. You know, I've just chucked out three or four names there, but you know, the whole squad is really bought into what we're trying to do as a as a group of coaches, and and really looking forward to you know ripping into into the Six Nations in a few weeks. Last few seasons, um, obviously, I appreciate this is under different coaching regimes, but um, the Six Nations has been typically where they started slowly, and then their performances at the, the uh, Junior World Cup has been poles apart from the Six Nations. Um, can we, ex- you know, should we expect the same again? Or, you know, how, how what, what's the expectation for the oh, Six it's, Nations? It's, it's, I suppose it's a tough one to put. Um, you, you know, you say expectation, I suppose that's win-loss, etc. It's tough to put that on it. I think um, I'd back what we're, what we're doing um, to, to, to get, to, to raise our standard. Um, the players playing playing games week in week out will raise the the standard um there's no surprise why why the national or why the 20s team have got better for the world cup and that's around spending more time with each other um you know so it's a it's a short lead in to 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 a six nations and again something going forward that that I, I would want to um adapt and get more more connection and more time with the with the players going forward you look at you look at the irish setup where you know they they they're in camp from from well a lot earlier they're playing games a lot earlier and there's no no surprise that they they're sort of uh connection and uh it, it, it is tighter on that so i think that's something that we'll look f- look for 
you know, going forward uh, in in future. But I think that this sort of month build up to to the Six Nations now is about getting our squad uh, connected, building relationships, and then obviously understanding the plan. What would constitute success? I guess short term for the Six Nations and 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 long term in in your role because it's obviously it's a different metric in terms of success. You know, if, if say three of your players get called up shortly before to, for the senior squad, that isn't you know by definition of success. But any other coach would probably be thinking, oh, yeah, well, like I say, it, it, it's, it's success for the for the pathway. And um, but you're right, it may well be at the at the cost of the 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 win loss column in the, for for the team. So I think we've we've always got to have in mind what the overall goal for 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 the pathway is, and and that is to you know f- for us is to create you know consistent regional players that that then push through into into international team. Um, you know if we if we get guys that that make that jump straight away from twenties into international even even better. But realistically, we we've got to get guys coming out of this system that can go back to their to their regions and and clubs. Uh, you know there's obviously plenty that are playing over the bridge and 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 start playing at, at, at men's senior senior professional um, level. That's that's the big goal for us. Um, and then anything on top of that in terms of international wise is, is a bonus. We, we we touched on sort of the the role that Rob Howley's going to play in terms of bridging that gap between senior and, and the twenties. I mean, last year before the World Cup, I think there was a joint training session between the twenties and the senior team. Is, is that the sort of thing we can probably expect more of as, we, as we're heading into this tournament? Yeah. So um, there's already scheduled uh, a couple of those training sessions um, with the seniors in in and around our fallow weeks. Um, we've already challenged or we've put in challenge in place for certain individuals to step up and train with the seniors through the through the Six Nations but like I say that that ability for for us as a team to train against the national team um, it, it's it's great for us in that it's going to accelerate our, our learning and it's obviously great for, for the national team and they've got uh, a team ready to go to train against them on, on their doorstep so it's a win-win for both um, for both camps and it's great that Warren wants wants us to 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 take that challenge and 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 also it gets gets him having eyes on our players which is it's it's, it's great for for the young boys yeah obviously it's a, a big change this year um most of your home games are in cardiff as opposed to north wales um i know that obviously this is your first year in the job but does that make it easier a bit they don't have to go all the way up to north wales i mean how how would you view yeah, that? I suppose like logistically, um, you get you get another another day back, and the players can you know, a game at, at Cardiff. They can get in their own beds, so that you know, speeds up. Pardon me, that speeds up recovery, and 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 means we can on a short turnaround, you know, get them in on a on a Sunday, which is what they would be doing if they were an international player. And um, so again, the the program's all about preparing them for for what being an international is like. So that will help, I think, as well by you know by us having one game up uh, in, in North Wales. Hopefully that you know the fact that you know supply and demand there's there's less there's less games up there so there'll be more of a clamber to get to get a real um supporter base up there for that game. And then obviously the two down in Cardiff We'd hope that it, you know we'll get that um, not night before traffic that that before the senior games that you get people to to double up and and make it a real real good atmosphere in in uh, at the Arms Park. So I think it 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 it's a win win. Like like I say, we'll get more recovery time. But I think actually when we actually go up to to North Wales, um, we'll get more of a uh, a want to go and watch the game because obviously there's a, there's only one up there this year. I think that's as good a place as any to uh, to leave it. 
Richard, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, all the best in the coming weeks. Thank you very much. Uh, and months ahead with the job. Uh, certainly looking forward to seeing this uh, this bright group of uh, young Welsh talent uh, pulling on the red jersey. Um, some for the first time, some if Morgan Morse is playing for about the 50th time, I think. <laughs> I think he's, he's challenging James Milner, I think, from the 21 yeah, caps. He's, he's, he's done well, to be fair, yeah. Um, but yes, it's going to be an exciting one to watch. Uh, in terms of the podcast, we'll be ne- back next week, probably once again here at the Vale, uh, with the senior squad being announced. But until then, uh, goodbye.